are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Wednesday, and um, got a lot of news yesterday in terms of the Pelicans coaching search. Woj dropped a couple bombs on us, mentioned a couple of names. Ty Lue did come to the forefront of that, but so did Stan Van Gundy. Yes, former head coach in the league in a couple of different spots, three spots, and then most recently you've heard him on the broadcast during the bubble where, frankly, he was really, really good. Let's break down his coaching candidacy. Is he a good fit? What does he bring to the table? And then we're going to talk about some other changes that are likely coming to the team uh, in terms of the coaching staff and also what's it mean for Chris Finch, all that sort of stuff in the third segment. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. Let's jump into it with all of the news from yesterday, which is a whole heck of a lot. We can start with Woj kind of breaking down some news. Nothing that's surprising given what Andrew Lopez mentioned on Twitter the other day. And frankly, those two work together. So it shouldn't be a surprise that Woj is tweeting out something that kind of is very similar to that. But it was that the Pelicans, in the midst of their kind of finalizing the head coaching hire, who they're looking at, they're going to be in uh, keen in on a guy like Ty Lue. And we already know that he's got a meeting set for this week with the team, kind of a finalist interview. And then also Stan Van Gundy, former head coach of the Miami Heat, the Orlando Magic, in the Detroit Pistons. And his reputation as... I don't know, just like a smart basketball guy and a good coach. And if you ask people around the league, they speak really, really highly of him. And J.J. Redick speaks really highly of him. And we'll talk more about that in the next segment. He's coming to the forefront of this search, too, as the Pelicans have a young, fairly, maybe if you want to call it that, impressionable roster. And so he's a guy that has been kind of one of the become one of the finalists for this Pelicans head coaching position. I like both those names so far. Now, that leaves the one or two other finalists that we haven't really heard about. It's um, Dan Craig has been mentioned by other people uh, and, you know, of the Miami Heat. Maybe he's a name that's in there for the finalists. We haven't heard anything about Kenny Atkinson. Maybe they decided to go a different direction. We also haven't heard anything definitive on Jason Kidd. And that's a name that everyone is kind of concerned about and no one seems to really want Jason Kidd. And frankly, I agree with those people and I think that's the right call. With Jason Kidd, uh, you know, I've said there's there's more sm- there's smoke to it. It's not just like completely made up, but I don't know if he's actually being all that considered for this job. There's connections there. He shares an agent with Brandon Ingram, among other things, with connections to the team. They overlap briefly with Jason Kidd in Phoenix when David Griffin was there. He's an established head coach, which is based on two of the names that we know for sure, quoting to Woj, is the direction that this Pelicans organization is going from. But no one has said that Jason Kidd is one of the finalists for the job. Now, it might be, but no one has said that. So I don't think people need to reach the panic levels. We're not in like code Jason Kidd red or anything just like that. And frankly, when you look at Ty Lue, Stan Van Gundy, and then throw Jason Kidd in that mix, like 
Eh, he's he's definitely third behind both of those guys. So I wouldn't worry too much, at least today, over Jason Kidd, unless the Pelicans don't end up maybe getting some of the top guys that they're looking for, being Lou, being Stan Van Gundy, and if there is another name in this mix. So we're in the home stretch on this, and that means we get to have some fun talking about Stan Van Gundy, who, by the way, has been on the broadcast recently. He's been really good. Other things uh, regarding all of this is Ty Lue is still in the running for the Clippers job. He's met with the Houston Rockets, and it sounds like that's gone well, and they might be kind of circling in on him. And if you're Ty Lue, do you want to come to the Pelicans, which are further away from competing than the uh, than the Clippers or the Houston Rockets are? Even if the Houston Rockets seem like they're going to have some trouble there with ownership and all that stuff that's going on with it, it's still a more competitive job tomorrow and next season, most likely, than the Pelicans are. I'm not saying this means Ty Lue won't uh, emerge from this as the Pelicans head coach. But it sounds like it might be the Rockets making an offer to him before the Clippers finish their process, meaning that it's kind of a bird in hand versus maybe getting the Clippers job. And maybe you want the Clippers job, but if they're taking their time, this is how it goes like when you just apply for jobs anyway, right? I don't think any of this stuff is leverage uh, from one team against another, um, though it might force the Clippers to try and make a decision quicker, but that doesn't always work out. I've, I've actually tried that before the job, and it didn't work out in my favor being like, look, i got another offer that i got to make a decision on. I'd like to work here, and they couldn't rush their process. So there you go. Um, so it doesn't always work out, though it might be different when you're an NBA head coach and one of the hottest names on the market and also have a title to your name as well. So I'd say the odds of Ty Lue ending up being the head coach for the Pelicans, not the highest, but he's still in the running. And right now we've got some other names that are emerging. So with that in mind, let's look in the next segment at Stan Van Gundy and what how he stacks up as a candidate. What would he bring to the table as the next potential head coach for the New Orleans Pelicans? Before we do that, today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. These things are awesome and I use them daily. I eat one every day after a workout, basically as a meal replacement for lunch. I love them because they taste so good. They're unlike any protein bar I've ever tried before. Protein bars, not that good tasting. They're kind of chalky. They're kind of dry. You basically eat one because you want the protein out of it, right? Because they're kind of healthy for you. And that's the reason you take it. Not because they're good. It's just an efficient way to kind of get what you need. Well, this does all of that but actually tastes really good. I thought I was eating a candy bar the first time and I couldn't believe the consistency, the flavor, the taste of all of these things um, when I had Built Bars for the first time. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. They taste delicious. And they come in unbelievable flavors. Peanut butter brownie, toffee almond, raspberry, coconut almond, lemon to almond cheesecake, cookies and cream, caramel brownie. They all taste good and you won't even realize that you're eating a protein bar. They're great for the health conscious person who's looking to lose or maintain weight. And the bars are low calorie, low sugar, high in protein and high in fiber. They've got 19 grams of protein and 180 calories or 17 grams of protein and just 130 calories. So you're not killing off all the cardio that you basically just went and did. Plus, if you've used the Built Bar promo code before, they've reset it. And now they're going to throw in a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code Locked On. You're going to get 20% off your next order. That's 20% off your next order over at BuiltBar.com when you use the promo Locked On. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from here Monday through Friday for you all, breaking down all the biggest news, breaking down the coaching candidates, giving you their style, how they'd fit here in New Orleans, if they're a good fit in the first place. We got it all covered here at Locked On Pelicans. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We just form a fucking wall. <laughs> That's 
Yeah, you knew I was going to play that quote from him. Stan Van Gundy, kind of surprise name, rumored for the Pelicans job, quoting to Woj, being one of the finalists here. Um, aside from being like insanely quotable and excellent on TV and just seemingly like kind of a cool and fun dude who showed off he can dunk a little bit too a couple of years ago when he was the head coach of the Magic, I think it was. Um, eminently quotable, certainly here with that one right there. Um, swearing on the show today. And you've also, if you remember the infamous press conference with him and Dwight Howard, where basically he knew he was like not long for the Orlando magic and that Dwight Howard tried to get him fired. And as he's drinking his diet Coke, holding it in kind of a funny way too, not giving any sorts of fucks whatsoever. And basically being like, yeah, I know Dwight Howard tried to get me fired. He went to the top. People from the top told me. And then Dwight Howard comes on over and he's like, my job's still the coach, but I'm still the head coach. So like, that's what it is. Who cares if he tries to get me fired? I'm still going to do my job. Kind of like that attitude in a way. And then Dwight Howard walks on over, puts his arm around him. He's like, hey, coach, what's up? We're best friends. And and Stan Van Gundy's just there kind of looking at the media with like that kind of shitty grin on his face. Like I told you guys so. And he just walks on off like he's done with this. And they immediately question Dwight Howard about it. And then Dwight Howard's like, no, I never tried to do it. It's like, but he just told us that you tried to do it. Which kind of cements maybe that Dwight Howard is just like the most hated player in the NBA. Neither here nor there though. So Stan Van Gundy. Rumored to be in the mix for the Pelicans head coaching job as reported by Woj. Former head coach, so this fits the bill of what the Pelicans are looking for. Guy with head coaching experience who seems to have gotten a lot of success out of a number of different players. He's been a head coach at three different spots with Miami, Orlando, and then Detroit. And that's after being an assistant coach for the Miami Heat for a long time, too. He was the head coach there from 04 through 05, 06. It's notable that he was fired midway into the season after 21 games of his third year with the Miami Heat. Then Pat Riley took over, and Pat Riley took that team to a title that year. So he was not the coach of the Miami Heat during that run. Immediately after that, he went to the Orlando Magic, was technically traded as a head coach to the Orlando Magic, where he took them to immediate success, winning 50-plus games three times in his first three seasons there, 52 games and 59 games and 59 games. Um, Sorry, he's done it. He did it four times in a row in four seasons, 52 games after that. The 08-09 season, he took them to the Eastern Conference Championship in the NBA Finals where they lost to the Los Angeles Lakers. They were led by... Dwight Howard during that time. Then his final year in Orlando, he finished with a 37 and 29 record and was let go after that, after getting blown out in the first round in five games. Then went on to the Detroit Pistons, where he was also the president of basketball operations. So above the GM, this was, this was a failure. Like there's no other way to put it. His record in Detroit is 157 and 176. So a winning percentage of 46.3%. That's in comparison to his overall winning percentage of 57.7, 523 wins, 384 losses. His tenure with the Miami Heat and the Orlando Magic significantly better than his tenure with the Detroit Pistons. Also, no one has succeeded in that role of coach and president of basketball operations with a kind of GM that you hire in between there. It just doesn't work. And we've seen the league move away from that model because of failures like Stan Van Gundy and Doc Rivers when he did both roles in Los Angeles. So his end of tenure as a head coach with the Detroit Pistons ending in um, 17-18 is not great. It doesn't look good during his time there, though he had one decent season there where he did take them to the playoffs. But overall, this is a guy who's thought of very highly around the league. There's no other way to put it. It's just very simply, people think very, very highly of him. 
And as I've said before, when it comes to retreads, basically you're all, all head coaches are going to fail. That's how you get fired. But it doesn't mean that you're a bad head coach. And we've seen a number of guys kind of have some success. Stan Van Gundy has been broadcasting basically since then and has endeared himself to fans with some really good insight out there of what's going on. One of the questions I got asked immediately about him is what's his style of play? That's what everyone seems to want. Well, it fits what I'm looking for the Pelicans to hire, which is not someone who has a style of play. You want someone who's willing to adapt to the players in the roster or play multiple styles. And guess what? Stan Van Gundy has said exactly that. This goes back to 2016. He says, quote, I think what we're seeing is the need to play a lot of different ways if you're trying to be a good team. When you construct rosters, you've got to have flexibility. End quote. Good. Not just play fast. Not just play slow. Know your roster, know what they're good at, try and maximize that, but also instill in them ways to play otherwise. Because you're going to need that in a playoff series when teams start to counter you and you're not just game planning on one single opponent, then another opponent. When it's over a series, when the X's and O's and the adjustments really come into play, you need to have something to counter the counter to you, right? Well, Stan Van Gunning kind of believes that in his philosophy. If you're down a game and something's not going well, you need to basically abandon that and be able to play a different style of basketball so that you can win the game. Well, Stan Van Gundy seems to preach all of that. J.J. Redick has been very complimentary of him too, basically saying that um, he's the reason why he's as good of an NBA player as he is and that he has the most respect um, for him more than anyone in the NBA world. Back on his podcast in 2016, quote, I'm not sure there's anyone in the NBA world I have more respect for, end quote. That's really good. Accountability is another word that comes up constantly around Stan Van Gundy. And J.J. Redick says this too, quote, I don't know that I've ever been around any coach and I've played for great coaches and play for a great coach right now, but I don't know if I've been around any coach who holds himself so accountable. You don't want a head coach that basically is just going to point fingers at the players and be like, what are, the, what, are, what are they supposed to do? You know, you kind of saw that to some degree with Gentry, not, not like blaming them for his failures like a number of other people do. And you see it sometimes in the NFL more so than the NBA. But you want a coach to come out and say like, we're not practicing right. We're not doing this right. And that's on me to make sure that they're doing these little things in practice. It seems like Van Gundy is able to really do that. Kenny Atkinson has some of this in him too. Basically with the way he gets in drills with these guys is willing to work with them. And look, if it's like, I'm telling you to do this stuff, let me show you in practice. Things like that. That's accountability right there. Or if things aren't going well, to point the finger at him and be like, you know what? This scheme that I wanted to run didn't work. Let's try something different. And you even saw Alvin Gentry do that, by the way. When they changed some of the defensive schemes for the team this past season because players came to them and were like, this isn't working. We need to do something differently. And he was willing to adapt. That is accountability. So Van Gundy seems to have a lot of that in him and is highly respected around the league. And if J.J. Redick buys into this guy, you can be certain that the rest of the locker room will. Now, in terms of X's and O's and style, one thing you did kind of see from him in Orlando is that he was a little bit ahead of the curve, I think, when it came to some of the three-point revolution that we're seeing. He liked threes and short twos and built a really efficient offense around Dwight Howard because of this basically running four out around Dwight Howard. Put him on the court in the center down low and do his things, and then put a bunch of guys who could shoot around him and that have positional versatility. Hito Turgaloo is like a very good example of a three-point shooting big that he put up there and put a bunch of other guys on the three-point line that could do it. Richard Lewis had a very good season for him, shot almost 40% from three that year on seven attempts per game. 
You had Jameer Nelson shoot really well from three. You had Courtney Lee shoot really well from three. All of these guys were doing that, and they were all doing it around a guy in Dwight Howard, that big center who needed space down low so that he could do his best work down low. Dwight Howard averaged 20.6 points per game that season, 14 boards. That's really good. The rest of these guys, he uh, Rashard Lewis, 17.7 points per game. Turgaloo, 16.8 points per game. Jameer Nelson, 16.7 points per game. Those guys were bombing threes around him. J.J. Redick was on that team, taking three threes per game, 37%. If you build that kind of offense around Zion, I feel pretty good about them playing in the half court and some of the other things that they'd be able to do. You can still get out and transition and run too. So he kind of believes in some of that analytics forward thinking stuff of four out space and that kind of stuff. There's a lot of off ball movement. If you watch old film of his teams too. So constantly cutting off ball screens to free up guys for those open three point shots, lots of passing and basically just not a ton of isolation basketball. It sounds like a damn dream to me. I think that's pretty good. He's also big on defense, obviously. And I think any of the people that the Pelicans are interviewing are going to be big on defense. He is definitely on there and he's pretty decent with player development. Look at what he did with JJ Redick and kind of drilling into JJ Redick, how to be a good NBA player. And when JJ Redick showed it, he started to get more playing time. And if you want to earn that playing time, you've got to go out and show it in practice. And so bringing these guys along and just drilling them through practice and then they earn the playing time could work. So I think that frankly, he would be a very good fit here. He's also like a fun dude. Like I can, you guys want me to play the clip again or something like that? I could. I it's just kind of like a fun head coach. Gentry was too, but that's the personality matters, especially for someone like myself who covers the team. Always kind of want that sort of thing. So there you go. That's Stan Van Gundy kind of wrapping it up. It's he's a good coach. I'm kind of surprised it's taken him this long to get another gig in the league, or maybe he just needed a little bit of time away. And I also do think some time and experience as a broadcaster does help. You can see what's going on in the league, kind of watch it that way and adapt from it. Take what's working by getting that perspective on it that maybe you don't get as a head coach when you're so in the weeds with your own team. So I think his time away and being a broadcaster where he's been really good, I've enjoyed him on the calls, I think is a really good experience for him and then makes him a better head coach when he returns, whether that's with the Pelicans or another team. Before we get into a couple of pieces of other news, today's show is brought to you by Roman. How often do you use excuses like, I had a long day at work, or I'm just not feeling it? It isn't easy to talk about erectile dysfunction, but Roman makes it easy to discuss and treat ED. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan, and if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship you real medication with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is even easier. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOn and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to talk about, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOn to get up to $50 off your first month of ED treatment, a free online visit, and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOn for up to $50 off your first month of ED treatment. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOn. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from here Monday through Friday for you all, breaking down everything you want to know about the team. Okay, wrapping up today's show, talking about head coaching candidates here. We just went deep into Stan Van Gundy, what he could bring to the team. 
So what what else is going on, right? There's going to definitely be a shakeup on the coaching staff. I, I don't expect Chris Finch to be back next season. It also sounds like he's one of the front runners for the Indiana Pacers job. Even if he doesn't get that job, I don't expect him to be back. I don't necessarily think it would just take a head coaching job for him to be gone. Frankly, he might just feel insulted that the Pelicans didn't even want to really consider him a finalist for this job here in New Orleans. And as I've said before, if they were confident in him being a head coach, and you were thinking about firing Gentry, why not fire Gentry, promote him to that role, and then, hey, look, you can give him a test run for a couple of months, get a little bit more info on him, see how he does. They didn't go that route, opting to keep Gentry. What does that say about David Griffin and thinking about Chris Finch as a head coach? They clearly want someone, I think, with head coaching experience, not someone being Ty Lu. So we now know that there'll be a shakeup on the bench. Could that mean Will Weaver, though, is coming over? And you've heard him mentioned by Brian Windhorse a couple of times recently. We did a day on him here, breaking down kind of what he brings to the table, forward thinking. As a lead assistant or as an associate as an associated coach or someone on the bench, it seems like he would make a lot of sense with a guy like Stan Van Gundy or Ty Lue or frankly anyone really. He just seems like he's a solid assistant coach who's maybe not ready for an NBA head coaching job just yet. But someone that has ties to different Pelicans uh, in the front office, has worked with Didi Silva this past season. So bringing him on board seems like it could make a whole lot of sense for New Orleans if that's the direction they want to go. Those contract with the Sydney Kings could potentially be a bit of an issue with that. We will see. So I expect there to be some changing up of things on the coaching staff. Um, who knows who might stay or who might go? I don't know if it just is solely down to Chris Finch. We still need to kind of see what is going to happen with a guy like Jeff Bizdelic. Jamel McMillan is also named to maybe keep a bit of an eye on, though that's not that's, this is based off speculation, not anything in particular. This guy who's left before came back. There was some kerfuffle of stuff um, and accusations thrown about at the beginning of the season that seemed to have blown over and not gone anywhere, but still that's something to kind of keep in mind when it comes to all of this stuff. So I don't know if those were the most credible and kind of based on the preliminary research I did, which is not to say that that is like the definitive word on stuff, but maybe that impacts things too. So the coaching staff could be a little bit in flux as the Pelicans try and do a bit of a makeover from last season and the flame out they had in the bubble. Maybe you're not able to do it with the roster, given the uncertainties and some of the constraints the team might have. Maybe you do it with the coaching staff. And that at least is a direction that New Orleans will be looking at, if not also with the roster. So there we go. We should have some resolution on this within the next week or so as a head coaching search starts to wind down and the Pelicans start to zero in on their candidate. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. Big thank you to Roman for sponsoring today's show. Go to GetRoman.com slash Locked On. And don't forget, go to Built Bar. Use promo code Locked On for 20% off your next purchase. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow.